0: Hello and welcome to the August Issue podcast from the Lancet Oncology. I'm Francesca Towie. Today we're discussing an article in this issue that is looking into the analysis of tumour-specific neoantigens. Joining me today is Dr. Samra Torailic. Welcome. Please can you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, Thank you, Francesca. Uh, So my name is Samra Torailic and I'm a Cancer Research UK clinician scientist based at the Francis Crick Institute in London. And I'm also a consultant medical oncologist at the Royal Marathon Hospital, also in London.
0: Thank you for joining us today. So first, please can you provide some background to your study? Why did you study patterns of Indel mutations?
1: So we know that cancer-specific mutations give rise to mutated peptides and these so-called neoantigens antigens are key substrates for generating anti-cancer immunity. Large-scale studies of mutations across many different tumor types and also development of neantigen prediction algorithms have allowed us and many other researchers to mine these data for peptides that are likely to be seen by the immune system. But these efforts to date have really been largely focused on peptides that are generated by one type of mutation, um, that's single nucleotide variants or, or point mutations as they're commonly called. The reason is that these types of mutations are really the most abundant and also that the other class of small-scale mutations, that is insertions and deletions, which are collectively known as indels, are much more challenging to call accurately. But indel mutations can actually create novel open reading frames and they can produce a large quantity of novel peptides that will be very highly distinct from the native peptides And therefore, they're less susceptible to self-tolerance mechanisms. So it was on these bases, really, that we decided to investigate the contribution of indels to the mutational burden, and also to investigate their relationship with anti-cancer immunity and outcome um, of treatment with immunotherapy.
0: Please, can you summarise the main findings of your study? Why are your results particularly important as well for renal cell carcinomas?
1: So what we did is looked at the indel burden um, across 19 cancer types, and we looked at almost 6,000 samples that um, came from the Cancer Genome Atlas. And what we observed is that renal cancers have the highest proportion of indel mutations, so that is a proportion of their total mutational burden, but also the highest absolute count of indole mutations, more than any other cancer type. And we were able to replicate these findings in two additional independent data sets of of kidney cancers. Furthermore, compared to point mutations, we saw that indels generate three times as many high affinity, so that's high binding affinity neoantigens. And also that they produce nine times as many neoantigens that are highly distinct from the native peptide. And as I said earlier, these we would expect to be associated with reduced immunotolerance. So other colleagues working in this field have already demonstrated an association between mutation load and response to checkpoint inhibitors. So we looked in three melanoma cohorts for which data was available, and we observed that indel load correlated with the response to checkpoint inhibition more strongly than point mutation burden. And then your second question related to the importance of these findings for renal cell carcinoma. So it's important to remember that most mutations don't actually lead to immune reactivity and therefore the greater the number of mutations overall the greater the probability of creating any antigen that will be presented to and recognized by the immune system. So for this reason Um, It follows the efficacy of checkpoint inhibitors is greatest in tumours that have a high number of mutations. So that's typically smoking-related lung cancer or sun-exposed melanoma. And in these tumours, other researchers have already shown that mutation burden, which is based on point mutations, not on indels, correlates with response to checkpoint inhibitions. And amongst all the solid cancers that received approval for use of checkpoint inhibitors, renal cancer really is an outlier because its mutational burden, as measured by point mutations, is actually relatively low. So the fact that its indel burden and high affinity antigen burden is comparable to that of melanoma and lung cancer offers us really a potential reason for the nature of its outlier status. This is probably unlikely to be the only reason, and I think it's important that other factors um, should be considered in the ongoing experiments, both by our and other groups.
0: What are the main limitations to your study?
1: So, firstly, with regards to renal cancer, um, we didn't didn't have a cohort of checkpoint um, inhibitor-treated patients with available mutational data. So we couldn't actually test the association between indel load and response in renal cancer. And this is something that we're hoping to address in the near future. However, as a proxy for this experiment, we observed that a high load of neoantigens that are produced by indels was associated with that regulation of signatures that are classically linked to immune activation. The second limitation really arises from the nature of transcripts that are produced by indel mutations, because these might be targeted for nonsense-mediated decay. And we don't know at present how that affects their presentation by MHC class 1 molecules. So certainly further work is required that incorporates data from transcriptome sequencing as well as immune peptidome analysis. Um, having said all this, we are very encouraged to see reports just in the last few weeks of frameshift neoantigen specific immune responses being detected in patients both with checkpoint inhibitor treatment and also those treated with the with tumour vaccines. And the conclusions we draw from those papers is that at least proportion of these near neo- antigens generated by indels are presented to the immune system.
0: And finally, looking to the future, you mentioned perhaps a few future steps. What are the next steps for you with regards to indel load and predicting checkpoint immunotherapy response? And how could this potentially affect clinical decision-making on both a patient and oncologist level?
1: Well, as with all biomarkers, um, indel load and mutational load uh, for that uh, need to be evaluated prospectively in trials of checkpoint modulators, but also other immunotherapies that are emerging on the horizon. One thing we must do from a technical uh, viewpoint is improve um, the calling of indels. It's actually likely that the current methods are too robust and we are underestimating indel numbers across all cases. And secondly, what we need to do is add in other layers of data, as I alluded to earlier, such as expression data, both at RNA and at protein level. And what we hope to do in the future is really use a combination of biomarkers that include but are not limited to indel and mutational burden to select patients that are most likely to respond to checkpoint inhibitors. And what's more... These data support the targeting of indels, or uh, more precisely, neoantigens generated by indels, by vaccine and cell therapy approaches.
0: Well, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us today about your paper, and we hope you've all enjoyed listening and learning a bit more about the study.